The following content forgives, but never forgets. Start the show. Carefully, he tries to get it right when he's pushing the button these days. I, I'm paying attention. What I'm paying. You know, he's been getting the claps right the last couple of episodes. No, nah, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm I forgot paying, what he said. Paying attention. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm here. Uh, niggas yeah. plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Your great value, Mister Feeney. You're really sticking with that, aren't you? I, I've had many names. I'll have many more. I shouldn't be looking at strippers right now, but I am the fluent one. God damn. <laughs> Would you st- stop I told that? You. I told you, man. <laughs> we're potting. There's usually like one that'll just be like, hey, man, look at this. You um, see this? You look at this? <laughs> it, I did not realize that was really what was going on. Uh, what? You think I'm over speaking with hyperbole? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, a lot of things with fluent. If somebody didn't know him well, would think we're just, we were just talking about him in hyperbole, and we're you, not. That's their fault. I don't waste words <laughs> like that. I say what I need to say. I mean that. I, I think that's one of the, my favorite things about storytelling is like the shit's been so wild that you don't have to exaggerate. You don't have to give any margin. You can just tell exactly what the fuck happened. And, and, it's, and, and it, it sounds just, just as outlandish. <laughs> you would think people were playing telephone. Um Actually, real shit though. Just, just a real quick aside. Yeah. I do find myself sometimes in my older age having to need that verifier when I recall certain things. I'm like, "There's no way it played out like that." <laughs> and then I'll just happen to run into somebody and talk to them about it. I'm like, "No, nah, that's exactly how that shit played out." <laughs> We're all lucky to be here right now. Everybody who has ever come up to me uh, that I knew from poetry, don't believe I, those people. I, I, I didn't to, do any of those. I have things. to go through that exact shit. I didn't do any of those things. Um. Uh, there was a poet uh, from back in the day that picked me up. That was my Uber driver. And uh, uh, shout out to TJ, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was my Uber driver. Um, I I actually rode with her quite a few um, quite a few times when I was uh, working at Evil Corp. Okay. Nice. And uh, she had, and she she knew me right away. Um, even the way she said my name was too familiar. And I just, I, you know, it's the first thing in the morning. I'm trying to get to work. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, do I know you? Like, uh, TJ. TJ, TJ, TJ. You have to remember, I was very, very, very drunk through the poetry years. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's all coming back. I knew her voice. Yeah. Did not know her face at first. She's um, still performing. Really? Yeah, still writing new music and okay. See, like, That's why you gotta get out the poetry, Oz. Good for her. Gotta get you out the poetry, bro. I'll see. We're going through that again. Yeah. Shout out to the new listeners. Uh, what the fuck are y'all doing here? I just, just why, why? What are you trying to prove? I mean, welcome. We're glad you're here and have a shot with us. Thank you for the download and uh, all that shit. But 
What are you putting yourself through? I know why you're here. And you'll get it too. All of it. There was nothing weird about that. <laughs> there was nothing weird, nothing creepy about that at all. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, the last times. Uh, a special shout out to my nigga, um, uh, to my nigga Philip Pete. Um, and he uh, he he came. He's a he is a listener. He's an old friend. He came up to me uh, coming out of the grocery store. I was like, man, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've been listening for a while, man. Uh, y'all are funny, man. Y'all be doing some good shit. Uh, actually, actually, we can go ahead and just hit him with the air horns. I will say, two weeks ago, I had someone reach out to me via text and was like, man, the episode y'all cut up on this episode, I really, like, they lost someone close in their family, okay. but then ended up listening to the pod that week, and they were like, man, that actually got me through the rest of the week, man, I really appreciate that shit. I was like, I ain't, I don't ever think that I'm over here saying anything of merit like that, so to know that people are taking anything I say with any kind of salt and it's helping them through the day, I was like, all right, man. I, n- man. Uh, there are a couple of people that have reached out to me and literally, as a matter of fact, shout out to just us on Instagram who told me right away. Um, they, they were already following me and I just happened to see them. And I press follow back and they were like, man, this, this pod got me through some rough times. And there was, there's literally a listener who told me that, indirectly this shit saved my life i was really i was really down and i was really down and out about some shit and considering some harm and i just happened to come across some old episodes and that shit had me laughing and i if it hadn't been for that i i might have been in a bad place and Whoever that, it is, I hope you're not in that place anymore. I, 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 from what I understand, I think things have improved. Good deal. Um, but that's that's heavy. I don't. I that's uh, not in a bad way. That's just that's that's a lot. That's a lot, and I that came at a time where I was I was going through some shit internally, and. That picked me up, and that's exactly what I be talking about when I talk about community. This community saves people. It really does. I really believe in that, um, which is why I champion so hard for it because things are wild, and things are going to get wilder, I promise you. Um, I, I see it all on the horizon. Shit, gonna get wild. Shit been wild the past few years. Shit about to get wild again. And we need each other, man. We do. Genuinely. Um, oh, shout out to all my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, uh, Spotify, um, any uh, basically anywhere quality content is disseminated. Uh, shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Y'all got a good one today. Uh yeah, y'all y'all got your money's worth. Um y'all got your money's worth for the uh before the show. Um. Very, very good, very interesting spirited discussions. Um, all tied into. Oh boy, okay, I see that listener letter question. Um, <laughs> engagement. Um, 
Want to give flowers? To, uh, guys, any, anybody you want to give flowers to? Um, all the moms out there, thank you for doing the Lord's work. And right all on. the dads holding it down, thank you for also doing the Lord's work. Amen to that. Uh, hit that with the air horns, actually. Fluent, what you got? Strippers. Doing the Lord's work. I mean, I, I, mean, yeah, I, I wasn't going to say mean, it, but since he said it, you know what? I appreciate y'all. You I know mean, what I'm he's saying? not wrong. He's not wrong. It, I, it, 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 sex work is the oldest profession. I'm just saying, yeah, he, you know, he, he's on to something. Um, I, I, did, I appreciate the aerial acrobatics and the 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 death defying moves and the jumps from the top. I don't of the have bars to do to all of that. It's a lot of core work. Protect your neck. It's a lot of core protect work. your neck because that's wild. Seriously, do you, do you remember? Yeah. Was it was it two years ago? The one stripper that fell off the yes. roster. Man, yeah, protect yeah, I remember. Your neck. Uh, there was a. In Atlanta, yeah. Um, I actually knew a couple of people who 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 knew her personally. So, oh, yeah. oh, okay, that was that was that was a wild. real wild. Wow. Ended up having to set up like a GoFundMe to pay for like the medical yeah. bills and everything. Yeah. Oh shit! Protect yourselves. Your sisters don't have to do that. Yeah, man. Thank it's you for doing it, but you don't have to. Oh boy. Um, Get that economics degree. Want to get flowers this week? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Get, get that econ degree, man. <laughs> oh, shit. I believe in wrong? you. What is wrong with starting man? This is where we're starting. This is the starting point. I didn't ask y'all how y'all's mental health was, 1 to 10. Man, this week has been interesting. Because just more continued fuckery in the world and then intertwined with good things happening, intertwined with, you know, just things that, you know, lift your spirits. That's, oh. why, that's why I can't take him seriously. This happens all pop. Like when you're trying to be serious, this is what happens over here. I am being serious. All the time. This, nigga. That's right. this is why my mental health is like, you know, I, it's an interesting color. In in my soul, I'm clapping for you. So, 1 to 10? Can we get a 1 to 10? Oh. Um, I don't know. Let's What's say the first like number that comes to mind? 8.3. Okay. Okay. You find it? I'll say a 7.5. It's it's fair enough. This been a it's been a very interesting work week. Just um, I was gonna say I know you I know you've been kind of internalizing young people's feelings yeah. and shit like that. It's just it's really interesting work, man. But and you gotta remember also seasonal depression starting to kick in. I actually was talking starting? to someone about that today. I was talking to someone about that today. It's it's that time, bro. Literally fall September twenty third. It was like almost immediate, like okay. of an effect. You know, right? Like, but it's weird though, because like I like this, like I like this weather. I like overcast. I like everything I saw today. Same, but same. I, I hated the fact that I had to leave my house. That's what really fucks you up when it's your perfect weather, yeah, and you got shit to do. That's what causes the seasonal depression. That's man. That's what it is. Every <laughs> one of the, I, you know, I, I don't think we're discussing seasonal no, depression. No, <laughs> well, it manifests itself differently. It just, it, I just like want, for me. <laughs> For me, working a job where we had a bunch of windows, Bro. where the, the whole front is just a wall of windows, back at the bookstore, when you had to work, and you look out there, and for me, y'all know how I love like rainy days. To look out there, and it's exactly my kind of rainy day, and I really just want to take a, take a smoke break and sit out there, I don't smoke, but I took smoke breaks. Yeah. 
Take the break. To just sit out there? Oh, man, back at the bookstore? You sit back in the back of the bookstore where it was like Marlboro Country? Everybody had their little uh, milk crates and shit? It, it sounds like some poor nigga shit, but that was the best time. Of, that was some of the time of my life. Like, man, give me an Irish coffee, a light blanket, and leave me the fuck alone. Right on, man. I, you know what? Yeah, hit that with the air horns, actually. Um, I will say mental health this week. Um, I feel like I spent a lot of time with Call of Duty, and that had and and I talk about it in the in the Patreon, but yeah, somebody like somebody on the internet really tried, like somebody that I know in real life was on the internet talking shit and tried and really was like, keep that same energy when I see you in the street, which is stupid on him because I'm never out in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. That's not where that comment was going in my mind. It sounds like one of the Drax kite comments. Nothing goes over my My head. Cause I'm too fast. I catch, catch it. it. I catch it. I'm just saying that was stupid on you. You're never gonna see me in the street, sir. Silly. And even if you, and even if you did, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm 40. I call the police now. Um, no, I probably, I will probably never call the police. Actually, I would just uh, try to always 12. be somewhere where there are like loose bricks. That too. That too. I use weapons. I don't play fair. Yeah. I, I'm too old to play fair. Yeah. Um. I do want to give flowers. Uh, I never thought I would give flowers to this person on my program. To Tiffany New York Pollard. Um, the You might know her from Flavor, Flavor of, of Love. Love. Oh, my God. You might know her really? from I Love New York. Um, from whatever really? her little dating show was. Um, and now she's on House of Villains. Um, really? So you oh we've never had this talk because we would probably never talk about New York or Flavor Flav. But so her rebrand in the past few years has been I mean I won't call it a 180 cuz she's still kind she's still her kind of arrogant swaggy self, but her rebrand has been in the best interest. Interesting. Like and I have to remember that Flavor of Love happened when I was like 20 and we i think a lot of people viewed it because nothing had ever been out like that i think we viewed her a little differently and the other thing is the other thing that uh, that i all that i say now and i mean this they have to have been like there has been progression in how black people are filmed Mm. how black people are lit how black people are treated in terms of wardrobe, mm. hair, makeup, all that shit. Because do you I New York is not a bad looking chick. She is not. I'm I I'm telling you. And I like from that I, I watched an old Flavor of Love clip to her, well I won't say now because I think uh, Ozempic then got the best of her. But <laughs> um night and day. Interesting. So, I I give her one. Who I means? give one. I give her also. She has clearly gotten a hair and makeup budget. Like she clearly has a hair and makeup team. Okay, and she's clearly been um, uh, mentored in hair and makeup by the alphabets. 
because uh, the I mean I'm, I'm they always, never miss. I, I'm always here to celebrate black women doing anything. I'm Coming here to up. celebrate anyone black doing anything successfully. But reality so, TV from that era just. I don't know. I didn't see that coming. It was a wild time. I yeah. didn't see that coming. So here's a clip that is basically why she's getting flowers this week. Here's a clip from House of Villains, which they basically, it's one. It's like Big Brother for all the evil people from other reality shows. Interesting. And she has an exchange of words with Amorosa. Oh, boy. Uh, and this is, I, I'll just let y'all hear it, actually. Let me, cue, let me see if this should be queued up. You just said in front of all these people that you did not want my vote. Since I already said that, Omarosa, may I also say that I find you to be a sucking, guzzling Republican. <laughs> oh, yo! And I sleep better at night knowing that you're not in the White House. Wow. And, and ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who <laughs> playing at home. <laughs> A cock-sucking, cum-guzzling Republican cunt. Wow. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I'm sleeping on my job because yeah, you go ahead. know what you're it, supposed to play. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that like three comments Fuck ago. Jay-Z. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh, poor Alvarosa was floored. And uh, like... And this is some some people that are funny in the business. They did that so, dolly effect with the camera when it was said too, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> like the host, I, I guess he's the host. Joe McHale fell over. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to say. <laughs> what? And that's like one of the messiest hosts ever. Joe McHale don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like he really is that character from yeah. Community. He's a potster. Like he really doesn't give a shit. I love. I I love him. Um, I I'm also very interested in. Uh, Chef is going to be mad. I bring this up again without him present. But I can't wait to see. I I suspect we're going to get him in season three of The Bear. Cause cause you know he was the. Uh, it was hard to rec- you couldn't recognize him because he was so clean cut, but he was the the chef. The, he was the sous chef dude at the main guy's old old place in New York. The guy that was like, "You're nothing. You're you're nothing. You're terrible." Really? Say fucking hands. He was that guy. Really? Yeah. You gotta make me rewatch that. Episode. And at the and at the the season finale on season two, we don't know if he hallucinated it or not. But he was sitting over in the corner, looking at him. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't put a pin on it that that's who that was. But we don't know if he was hallucinating or not. Because right after that, he freaked out and got locked in the in the freezer. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, he. That was him in that like second episode with the flashback. He's like, "You're terrible. This your piece of shit. You you think you're fucking cool? Say fucking hands." Can I also just say shout out to that guy from Shameless to go from that show to this show? Right. You're not oh, yeah. paying your agent enough, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, he. he I heard he, he definitely leveled up. I heard he passed on a Marvel movie or something. What? Ooh. I heard he. I, I have to go back and find that again. I heard he passed on a Marvel. Hey, movie. Hey man, but we this need was you. like this was like a little further back when he All was right. still on Shameless. Come on back, man. We need you. I was say they. I, I'm sure they can find something for him, All right. especially once they reboot the MCU. 
I was right. saying it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, but yeah. So and 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 he clearly likes black women. So there's that. Um, but yeah, shout to shout to Tiffany Pollard. Um, I did not know that she was. Uh, let's see, I'm 40, so that makes her 42. Um, we what? The, we in the same. We in the same age range. I'm not gonna. We've lie to been this that whole close time. Asia this whole time. Ah. Oh. Not gonna, not gonna lie to you. Y'all gonna judge me for it. I'd beat. I actually, I, I have a theory about black people now, right? Like we love to say black don't crack, but I, I'm genuinely starting to think that all black people have an age that they that they're born at, and then we just like grow up to that's that age, it. and that's that's just where we stop. And that's just it. Like yeah. if you look at my kid pictures, I've looked 35 my entire life. And here I am, almost 40, and I had some people that were like, oh, man, what are you, like, 30, 35? I was like, oh, look at you. Appreciate that. I'm old as shit. Like, no, but I think we I think we all just have an age where, like, Fluent looks like he's 27. I was going to say, I, I, I don't I, suspect he'll I ever not, look older than that. For the for the entire length of our friendship, I thought you were a solid 10 years younger than me. me? <laughs> I was really, I was really sitting here. I was really sitting here when you told me, like, a, a month or two ago, that you're 39. <laughs> I have been I have been sitting here thinking that you're like 30. Yeah, no, no, sure. no we six months apart, bro. Jesus Christ, being and nine, like all, that that whole little crew you got, like yeah. y'all all look just baby faced. Yeah, so shout true. out y'all. It's but, true. You know, I don't I don't suspect you guys look older than 30 anytime soon. Um, going into humans ain't shit. You ain't shit. I'm sorry, and I'm gonna that. put this as simply as I can put it, given the week that I've had. With niggas and this bullshit. <laughs> Leave Lori Harvey alone. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. I'm going to just start having a little leave black woman of the week alone. Because for the past couple of weeks, I've been like, leave sexy red alone. Mind your fucking business. Because So for those of you, the, the five of you that probably don't know what's up with this. Lori Harvey and Dam- and Damson Andrus broke up after you guessed it a year. A year, yeah. Who's in a relationship that long? And that I, I kind of have the same question, but and of course they got on her case, and oh, she just using these niggas up and calling her a hoe. And a nigga got on my page and was like, she'd been with seven niggas in seven years. And I am dumbfounded by what I like to call nigga math. Because only nigga math would imply that seven people, seven human beings, a lot. dating them in a relationship, courting them, dating them, being in a relationship with them, and then not being in a relationship with them in the course of a year is somehow egregious. Do you when I was dating? Do you know how many people, just people? I'm well, I, no, not people because I wasn't dating men. But how many just women I met? I could meet in a month. Seven people. You for mean the, for the rest of you all out there? I don't want you to feel shamed or like you're not on your best behavior because you can't make that comment. We remind this nigga daily that he's special. 
no, and that not stop it. All of us don't Enough. have access to that amount of turn uh, in the course of a month. I just wanted to clarify for y'all out there listening that no, nothing is wrong with you. You are beautiful, and your time in the Shut sun is coming. Stop it. But he often keeps his toes in the sand, as you can see. No, that's not true. That was, that was a long time ago. I, that was I was in, I was definitely before this podcast. I was an aimless thought. Um, I don't know. It seems like you've always kept your thoughts in line and what you were doing. And so, um, seven, like, but seven, that's all seven. Brittany Renner told us she'd been with 36 niggas. Y'all don't have a sense of scale. That's the problem. Brittany Renner told us she'd been with 36 niggas in Probably the same amount of time that Lori Harvey been with seven, and y'all think seven is egregious? Why? I haven't been in a relationship in almost ten years. What? No, no, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> That's for Patreon. That's for Patreon. You, you, a serial killer always always leaves himself open to getting caught. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the same mentality. Um. And he knows I'm not wrong. See? <laughs> Y'all are both haters. See? Y'all so are both haters. All I'm saying is all that all that I can and what what kills me about niggas and nigga math is that as far as I can tell, this girl ain't done nothing to these niggas because none of them ever seem to have a single bad thing to say about her. Ever. Like, even even future. We know Future will tell some shit like a like a messy bitch, and he doesn't even have anything bad to say about her. He got he has bad things to say about the mother of his own children. Hey man, it's all proof that systemic racism is real. You niggas out here acting like slave owners. I was gonna say, y'all want to? Uh, I say this about a certain class of nigga all the time. Y'all can't wait to be the new colonizers. Who did I get? The, shout out to Ryan Gabriel. Um, y'all can't wait to be the new colonizers. Y'all don't really see, and that's that's the kind of shit that makes me feel like some of y'all don't want justice. Some of y'all just want to implement the same trauma that was implemented upon you, and that's not really justice or equality. That's privilege, and we don't really have room for that. And it wouldn't be such an issue if. How you treated anything in the in this instance is how you treat everything, and this and this is what I was I was talking about this on on Patreon is that women have to assume these things now because y'all niggas can't be trusted to be safe spaces for these women, and so online mm. and in these conversations they're hearing how you talk about Lori Harvey and how Lori Harvey. Oh, she literally did. Uh, the, the, and we don't know who broke up with who. We don't know if it was mutual. We don't know if both of these motherfuckers were trying to get out of this motherfucker. So right away, you've assumed that they've that she's drained the life out of them, like Charlie's staring and Snow White and the Huntsman. Yes. <laughs> and you've already assu- you've already assumed that it had to that it had to be her fault that she initiated this and walked away because y'all heard some story about Michael B. Jordan wanting to propose. Um, whatever. I, I don't have anything to say about that, actually. But it, one, you're showing your hand in assuming that it's the woman's fault. Mm. 
mm-hmm. you're you're telling on yourself and you're projecting. Two, I don't like the narrative that oh, because Lori Harvey's doing it, she's the uh, these girls. It, it she's making it okay for these girls to leave relationships. Do you hear yourself? Yes, leave it leave leave the be, relationship leave, if it does not. If it's not something that you want to continue going forward in, there's no point in wasting your time or somebody else's time. I did this wrong when I was in college. I should have left the relationship I was in when I brought it up. But then it was like this whole concept of, no, you're supposed to make every relationship work. No, you don't have to make every relationship work. Like, well, I mean, I, I already told y'all what my problem is. It's, it's it's more about finding out how red the flag gets. I see, I see, I see a lot of pink damn. flags early, and it's like, God ah, damn, yeah. the pink flag. I don't have that to worry about this. This is just a pink flag, and it's like, oh no, that bitch is red. Yeah. Subscri- Please subscribe yeah. to Patreon. You know, that was wonderful. And and the other thing is you, on the same aspect of that, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you you try to make things turn into being more green than they really yeah, are. Yeah. You know, you're like okay, yeah. The, gra- the grass is greener over here because I've been watering it and I've been doing the work. Because and, deep down we and all want to. And then you're looking at it with glasses and really your d- grass is dead. Because I mean, deep down we all want to be able to say we have grace. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. But we have to know those limitations. I don't. And that's why I remind students every class of students I get, I remind them you are more than free to renegotiate the terms of being allowed to interact with you daily. If you come in tomorrow and Phyllis is not doing the Phyllisy shit that you need her to do and there's been a key change in that friendship, well, reevaluate if that's the friendship you need to cultivate. Because at the end of the day, you and Phyllis did not come out of your mama. You came out of your mama. That's true. That's true. And just in that note, I, I, I don't like that there are black men that are perpetuating the narrative of staying somewhere you don't want to be because even though I, I you know I don't know what happened between them but I doubt that that was the case in Lori Harvey's situation just like you feel like she's putting out a message to those women I feel like in you saying that you're putting out a message to those women that they can't be safe around you and that's important that or they're definitely going to cheat on you when you go to sleep also Y'all spend a lot of time with a lot of words for a woman that you that does not know you from a can of paint, does not know you that exist, part. and will never fuck you. And that's not will even talking about celebrity. Never fuck you. We're talking about the chick down the road from where you stay that you look at every morning that doesn't know you look at her every morning. I'll say it's a Lori Harvey at Home Depot that won't fuck you. Yeah. Like, worry about her. Yeah. As a matter of fact, don't even worry about her. Mind your business. Thank you. Fix yourself. And then maybe other people will get right with themselves. But you first. Yeah, you worry about you. Put your mask on first. You first. Um, And if the air doesn't start flowing immediately, don't worry. Just because the bag doesn't inflate doesn't mean that oxygen is not flowing. And, you know, so there's that. Um, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I, I uh, salute to her and whoever the next nigga may be. Um I don't have smelling any skin like in that. A, I don't have any skin in that game. Lori Harvey, fine, but she's not my type. Smelling like a bag of old wet thumbs. Oh my god! What? You ever you ever smelled your thumb after it's had like saliva on it? it? Stinks. It's like thirty niggas out there in a bag, musty together, talking shit about women. Y'all stink. 
There's this. so much. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> so much. I, and, and no, 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 no. Just like we didn't entertain you when you came with the bullshit. No, we're not entertaining that. I just, I just want to say, mm-hmm. Patreon. <laughs> Subscribe to Patreon. I keep telling y'all the the tiers are very affordable. One dollar, five dollar, eight dollars. Um, treat yourself, treat yourself to a higher level of podcasting. Um, song of the week. Uh, yeah, what pregnancy music you got for this weekend? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, this is from. There's been a cold front, so make sure you grab somebody to warm Stop up. Stop it. Get that favorite blanket, y'all. Make a mess. No. In. Make yourself a nice Irish coffee. There no, you go. we're going hip hop. Uh, so so upbeat pregnancy music. Ooh. This is the cool kids featuring Joyce Rice. Joyce Rice. Uh, don't uh, man, we don't you have enough conversation. You can about tell. Rice. You can tell when the beat drops. It's gonna be pregnancy music. We'll be back. We'll, we'll be back after the track. We'll talk about it. The cool kids featuring Joyce Rice with Grateful. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're gonna have a good pod. Yeah, we are. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he was gonna do it. I was gonna do it once. <laughs> we will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Clap, white people. From the world is the love. A tear dropped down to my foot. Could never underestimate the steps that it took to write a good book. Seeing how the words look on it. Breaking down the line, I have you hooked on phonics. Gifts from the author. Memoir. I saw this, all these pictures in my mind. That's where I find where I lost. I wanna give it to you as a present in the box. Bow tied a ribbon, I could wrap around your heart. Clearing all the clouds while we look up at the stars. There will never be a better love, Elder Barge. Now let's begin again where we started Feel the separation as it grows into a flower I realize you got a lot of power Just to show appreciation Here's my message in a bottle, baby I got, got something I want Imagine how things could have happened had we met each other at a different function. First time I seen you in first period, I really had to figure out who this was. I turned to my nigga like DJ. Who is this? She smiled in the whole room lit. Oh shit, I think I see her in my script. Wait, pause, get a grip. She go at that nigga E, he a senior, and he captain of the basketball team. And I'm a freshman, I don't hoop. I'm class clown getting kicked out of the room. How the fuck I'm supposed to take away from dude? Then we had that English project and they put us in a group. Then I knew that I could be the better one for you and I'm grateful.
locked in to WZ. You feel like something for my ancestors. The harder you try, you still can't catch us. It's like Usain versus Ukraine. Hard to dumb it down when you grew up on Wu-Tang. Get you a queen and know a few things. Yoga mats and vegan meals for being real. I see the feel like Tom Brady. Thinking more strategic how I manage my time lately. None of it spent on blind dating. I've been hibernating from the scene a bit. Trying to get to know me a bit. Trying to get to know you a bit. I'm so grateful that you exist. So this time I brought you a gift. find any good new music galaxy. you're not trying and uh, and for those that are saying that if you know someone that's saying that direct them to this podcast because he's got all the pregnancy music for you that was not pregnancy music what? hey man this right here <laughs> that was the tempo of that song what's wrong with you I don't know all I know is it's going on my vibe bistro and lounge Playlist. See, and that, that gets played in the cloud room, and we know that's when he's acting like a super villain. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that gets played here in the vibe area. Yeah, the vibe. I bet it is. Uh, yeah, I bet it is. There's a cloud playlist for the cloud room. Hey, hey look, man, I, I started this episode saying no one has to explain anything to me. You, you Whatever you do, Dr. Doom is on you. <laughs> you got it, Victor. You do what you got to do. I'm not from Latvia. You can take Adam Brashear over here with you, all right? Uh, <laughs> Damn. Um, also, there's a play. There's a playlist on Spotify as well as uh, the, the, well, it's on Spotify. I curate the one on Spotify. The Opinions Wild Black featured music playlist features most of the songs of the week you hear on this program. Um, there is there is an existing replica on Apple. And one on title, I hear, but those are not curated by me. Those are fan generated. So, uh, you know, uh, take that however you want to. Um, uh, some, oh, well, there was some good new music that came out. Um, Chris Brown, uh, Chris Brown snuck an album out. Um, only, only 22, it's only 23 songs this time. Um, he gonna make y'all believe he can do this. <laughs> I don't believe in Chris Brown, and I will never believe he exists as a real person. Neither do I. But he's going to make you all believe he's here and doing it. No, he yeah. he is because all of his because all like the past two or three albums have been like fifty songs apiece. Chris Brown looks like that smelly wet thumb that you were talking about stinks. 
I mean, I I cannot disagree that he is in fact a weirdo, but I will give I will give him credit that this that this this album is an improvement from the last one. He's a talented weirdo, Oz. He's a talented. I mean, he's a, there's a lot of them out there. He's a talented weirdo. Um, I will give him that this one was an improvement from the last album. It felt a little more. Uh, it felt like there was a little more direction in terms of, um. A co- making a cohesive album, so somebody, somebody, be it the label, be it whoever, made him choose what songs were going on this album. Um, which is an improvement from the fifty or from the forty or fifty songs uh, from the last two albums, and that's not including the deluxe edition. Um. They had bops. It just didn't feel like a cohesive project. Um, but this one did. And uh, another one, um, let's see. Uh, Meek Mill and Rick Ross got a joint. Is it Meek and Ross? It's somebody in Rick Ross. No, it's somebody in Meek Mill. Yeah, it's somebody. It, they have a project out. Um, I have not gotten to it. Somebody asked me about it. I have not gotten to it. Um, but I will. Probably, maybe, probably. Um, I just i i'm i'm not a i'm not really a Rick Ross guy, so it's it's low on my list. Rick Ross is not a Rick Ross guy. Hey man, stop <laughs> celebrating that man. He is a correctional facilities officer. He is not who he raps. I mean, a lot of these kids aren't who they rap. I don't listen to them either. Um, and uh, oh. Uh, there, that was a good album. BJ the Chicago Kid dropped a new album. Okay, that shit was fire. I mean, he puts out fire whenever he comes around, but they gave him a budget this time around because that shit was front to back heat. Nice, uh, very very soulful. Um, um, Definitely a cohesive project, but definitely a lot of different uh, ways to go in terms of uh, whatever your vibe is. In terms of R and B, he was he's he he put a lot of he put a lot of effort and time into that. That's what a that's what a, a high effort project should sound like. Um, that's really all I have for music. Um, that wasn't really on my list, but. Uh, I want to get back in the habit of talking about new music. Um, mm, we have to talk about, well, I don't want to talk about that yet. Um, oh, uh, Kiki Palmer update. Yeah. Okay. So, so shit got, so shit got, shit got real. Um, Kiki Palmer has fought, has filed for a uh, restraining order. Against uh, the father of her child, uh, Darius wait, no, Jackson. No, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Has filed a restraining order. Um, she has alleged. She has um, expressed that there were uh, that there were some there was some physical abuse. And um, I I don't have the quote in front of me. I don't want to. I I really don't kind of want to relive that. Um, because I want to get in the habit of not. Sometimes the the blogs circulate a little too much, because there was a uh, 
for all you niggas that don't believe it, there were picture there were pictures from the security cameras leaked, mm. and it definitely looks like he is trying to put his hands around that girl's neck. Trying to no, those hands look like he was around. Yeah, like, it, that doesn't look like a try. Yeah, he, and there's still people trying to say that maybe these were photoshopped and leaked on purpose. Well, she says this has been going on for the past two, two years. years. Yeah, and a couple of those were time stamped uh, 2022. Yeah. So, you know, take that however you will. Um, so far, the uh, I know his. Darius Jackson, his brother, uh, Sharonis, has popped up and said that Kiki Palmer is the abuser. Um, the security footage does not show that. So, um, you know, it's your word against whoever's. But, um, hmm. I, I mean, it, I, it, to his credit, it's a trash it it, it it it's a trash position to take but he's only taking this trash position um in the defense of his brother so i you know i i don't really have anything to say there um because so far i mean, like it's not like he has a history of being trash so i don't know but um i bring this up for the i bring this up for a reason that i i mentioned in uh in Patreon. These women, I will say, y'all can say what y'all want about social media discourse, but these women tried to tell y'all back when he was back when he was sitting around mad about that uh, about that girl dancing with Usher. These women tried to tell y'all that that was a red flag. Yeah. And when women talk about niggas with red flags like that in in those contexts, it's usually trying to tell y'all that 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 nigga got some other problem got some deeper darker criminal link problems that ain't got nothing to do with usher or that dress y'all gonna start listening to kiana laura palmer y'all gonna start y'all gonna start listening because she tried to tell y'all about trey songs too yeah and i feel like we are only just now catching up on that one right <laughs> and i feel like we're not far out from uh a surviving trey song special ooh you think it was that bad it 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 it, it, it the, the allegations it's been that bad really he has another rape case just Nigga. recently yeah like this is like a couple weeks ago yeah oh my god yeah I, one I day we're going to have to have the conversation that every, all these everybody can't be wrong and Kiki Palmer tried to tell y'all about that nigga a long time ago. She tried to tell y'all Trey Songs wasn't worth a damn. And he has lived up to the reputation thus far. What's up, man? What's up, boss? Um, you know, so y'all go start listening to black women, man. I'm just telling y'all. Black women when when a bunch of unrelated black women can all agree. On a nigga not being worth a damn? Yeah, you can kind of take that to the bag. I was going to say, it's based on something. <laughs> and that nigga showed y'all from jump he wasn't worth a damn. How are you filing? How are you trying to How are you trying to file for full custody um, from a chick that you live with? 
What they get to they they get to come up to your room two Saturdays out of the month? I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> they get they get visitation rights in the man cave every month. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we knew that nigga wasn't wrapped too tight. Uh, when you most niggas be trying to keep the internet out of their relationship. This nigga literally invited the internet into his relationship. I knew then he wasn't wrapped too tight. Y'all gonna start listening to these women, man. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, you know, they, they, you know, in the, you know, in the comic world, we have, uh, we have the the popular saying, "Magneto was right." Sure. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> Magneto was right And Cyclops was right Right behind him About the same shit Oh man I know we already Talked on it And it all came to pass I know we already Talked on it earlier But I still think In the same Or in the In In a different context It still needs to be Reiterated When we talk about The discourse And the conversations That happen You have to pay attention To who is seeing What you're posting And putting on These social medias Because I've definitely Seen some people, as they're talking about the Kiki situation, mm-hmm. you know, having to deal with stuff with their own past. Correct. Or in one case, someone having her son ask her about what happened, you know, between her and her dad or her and his dad. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yo, this happened to me at the same age that that he was, that Kiki's got going through the same situation. And so for her, it was real triggering. She's like, how do I have this conversation with a thirteen-year-old boy, because I don't want to ruin the perception relationship of his with his dad, but at the same time, that's what his dad did. That's what his dad put me through. Right, and so it's, it's right. when you when you try to have these disingenuous type takes where oh, you're just saying this to make the the dad look bad or this this and that. Think about how oh. Kiki Palmer has conducted herself through the situation. Think about how many times that she's tried to be a positive, outward-looking face and say, "Let me handle this at home." versus saying, hey, you know, I'm just want to drag somebody to be dragging somebody. Could she have done it? Yeah, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But different people are going to handle situations to their own selves and what they deem as a priority. And I feel like when we have these conversations, we need to be giving credit to the things that we don't know. Correct. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that never, is never going to come out public, and then y'all don't want to believe shit. Unless you were right there or you see it on video or blah, 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 blah. And even then, you don't think the video shows the whole context of somebody getting strangled on a couch. Like, bro, just just shut and, the fuck up and listen. And and the other part about that is, again, there's there's a pattern here. There's a pattern here with niggas about like with like with the whole Megan thing. The first thing the first thing we heard out of her mouth about the situation was that she initially lied to the police because she didn't want to see this because she didn't want to see this nigga go down and it feels like a pattern of black women taking it on the chin for us even when we don't deserve it and it feels like this pattern like because with Kiki she she this has apparently gone on for two years and she really went out of her way to kind of let this shit kind of roll roll off her back with the with the usher thing and all all the kind of social media fervor that that brought about and she said a long time ago she was like I would really try not to let anybody in my relationship if I were in a relationship I would try not to let the public in that I would try to 
I, y'all, it would never be a thing where we're fighting in public or on social media back and forth about it. It would never be that. And she tried to stay true to that. One, for the sake of, I'm going to guess, for the sake of her image, but also um, it really does seem like she tried to she tried to take one for the team and not ruin this man's name further than, to be honest with you, he, he already ruined himself in the beginning. And it feels like this notion of black women, even when we are bugging, are still standing in the gap for us in terms of community. And that bothers me. And it bothers me that there's so many niggas were ready to make excuses for him. There's no, if, if, what is, if what is being said and what was demonstrated in, the, in, the, in that footage is true, which I'm more and more inclined to believe it is, that's nasty. That's nasty. And you have somebody at home. You have somebody that, that usually loves and trusts you that's probably watching you on social media act the way you act. And is and is deciding whether or not they can be they can be safe along with you, whether or not they can come to you in times of in, in a time of harm or strife, whether they can leave their kids with you. I'm a safe space. I mean, I'm a safe space, but don't leave your kids with me. I'll just tell you, I'm a safe space, and you know, I'll I'll let them run around and do whatever the fuck. But I I, I should not be your first call. I'm just gonna say that. I don't know, man. I just. I I struggle with why can't why can't we just say the thing that's true? Why do we have to save face? Even even going back to moms and their children, because when I I have friends that I talk to about stuff like that, and as someone who works in education, one of the things that I remind them about is it's not like you're doing that kid any justice, mm-hmm. and. Actually, what you're doing is you're creating a more convoluted conversation that you're going to have to have with that young person later because of you think you're doing a good thing in this moment. You're actually just seeding a different seed of resentment. Or let me let me rephrase and let me clarify and say that that's been my experience with the groupings of young people that I've had the opportunity to work with. Sure. Once they get once young people get to an age where they start understanding the weight of responsibility, I promise all of y'all the first thing they do is run the gambit on what those adults closest to them did when they weren't making these decisions. And you're going to make for a convoluted conversation later. You might as well just have that hard conversation now and take this time while their brain is still incredibly malleable to build up all those gaps that will come out of it as opposed to sending them into their 20s ready to make a decade of mistakes for the same reason. Right. Yeah. But I also acknowledge that I'm a man. I also acknowledge I don't have any kids. I also acknowledge that I'm just, I'm speaking from a place in a professional setting. I, I imagine that there are a wealth of different um, circumstances that take place once y'all all get home that make that probably not as possible or as comfortable or right. whatever, whatever. But man, just, I I encourage you to do the hard shit now. Yeah. So it makes for something a little bit easier when it comes back up later. Yeah. Not supposed to. They're not supposed to. But he's saying that he's saying they may not understand. But that the only thing that's granted to all of us equally is an unfair existence. The sooner I can get you wrapping your brain around that, the easier it'll be to process some of this other harder shit. Yeah. 
He's asking how you... You first have to understand it. He's asking how you get a kid to compartmentalize... And that's the thing. Adult, as those adults, adult things on a kid adults, level. In those moments, we suck at compartmentalizing that pain. We need those years to compartmentalize that pain, right? As the, right, but, as the adult in the room, it, it, it is your responsibility to model know your, to to know your kid and to model and to that compartment that compartmentalization yeah. right but that's where we're at now right that's that's what i'm saying i want to respect the fact that those circumstances probably create all that nuance right there right like the very individual thing between say you and yours or him and his or right. him and, like that that exactly that that gray area is so subjective but just being willing to have that uncomfortable conversation works in its advantage for that younger person. It's hard for you. It's hard for them. It's hard for me. It sucks. Because at some point, we have to have some accountability and start going, well, this is where I was shitty. This is where this was shitty. This is how it became shitty, but you're still here. And it has nothing to do with you. This was the adults being the adults, and this is what happened. That kid is still going to have to process what yeah. they think is their part in it. But once they become an adult, they'll very quickly start removing themselves from those equations. Right. Because they'll be making the same decisions at that time. True. Um, basically, yeah, basically, uh, uh, fluency Airbnb guest was, uh, just, uh, I mean, kind of reinforcing our, our, our point. He was just saying, he was just saying that, you know, it's, it's hard to compartmentalize. It, it, it sucks for us because as adults, we have the burden of the kind of inherent pain that comes with our experience and, Kids still have that level of innocence about them and compartmentalizing things and making them understand without kind of, without kind of snatching away that innocence is kind of, that, that's, that's kind of rough. That's a rough conversation. It has to be had. I'm not saying it doesn't have to be had, but I just just kind of commenting on how rough that is. So I, I like. Let me. I'm gonna do a quick personal story, right? So my family history is weird. I'll, I'll just start with mine, right? At the moment, my older sister and older brother were watching my sister's dad put my mom's head in an oven when it was on. It doesn't matter who's compartmentalizing what. That conversation needs to be had the moment you're in a space you feel is safe enough to have it because those two younger minds are equally doing the same work you're doing without the context, the information, or the grace of a gut. So I, I, I get it sucks. I get it gets uncomfortable. And and I'm sure that there are stories out there far worse than that one, but in my family, like that, that's been some of the saving graces is our mom being just boss hog enough right. to just have some of those bone chilling conversations with us. Maybe a little bit younger than we should have been having them, yeah. But it allowed us to go into our adulthoods 
making more informed decisions, you know? Um, I feel like Florent was about to say something, too, though. You, you, you're on the head, so it's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, in other news, uh, old, uh, well, I'm not really old school, but um, vet rapper uh, D1. Yeah. What D1 was calling it, basically, he was in an interview. I think he was on Sway. I think he's on Sway's show. But he was calling out uh, rap, but in particular, Meek Mill and Rick Ross about the, uh, I guess, the dubious nature of their lyrics. I want to. Uh, Isn't I, D1 the Christian rapper from Louisiana? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, context. Um, and so he. D1 has feelings, long standing feelings, about the state of hip hop and rap in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and he commented on the fact that Meek Mill is, uh, by his, by his words, the face of, uh, trying to be the face of prison reform. But he talks about selling drugs and killing and all that kind of shit. And he put Rick Ross in the same, he's talking, and he's talking about rap as, as a whole. But he definitely singled out um, Meek Mill and Rick Ross. And now, Meek and Rick Ross both had commentary in response that was, uh, I think the word is choice words. (laughs) Can I just say, I, I feel about Rick Ross the same way this man feels about Mark Wahlberg. I just I don't understand the career. I don't understand why we still listen. I don't understand how we so, got here. To, I haven't listened to Rick Ross since you know it. You found out he was a correctional facilities officer. No, that has nothing to do with anything. No, just, he, he 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 ain't even know it was a that that was a little rapey. That was a lot rapey. That was a lot rapey. Um, I, 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 this is music I don't listen to. So you have to tell me the lyrics. Yeah, uh, it was like put something in her drink. She ain't even know it. Huh. Yeah, he said he put a pill in a drink. She didn't even know it. Got off up in that. She didn't even know it. Yeah, that was a long time ago. For real, for real. That was the last Rick Ross song that I was. And he also said shit about I wouldn't sign. I if I'm if, some to the effect of if I sign a female artist, I'm probably trying to fuck her. Shout out mm. to just Britney. I would say then did a show <laughs> and Shout put it just- on video <laughs> of why the artist that he was trying to sign was because he was trying to fuck. Shout like, out to it was a whole series about it. Shout out to just Brittany. I yeah. don't like that at all. All of that happened. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a wild nigga, man. Yeah. Oh, that happened. It was a little reality show where they they it was a few and actually a few of the finalists were from Texas, and it was it was literally down to like the the front runners were like three women. One of them was like Tammy Roman's daughter that can rap her ass off. No, I think she's the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she could, so she could like, so she could sing. She could play the guitar, very NDRE type shit. It was another one that could rap, and it was just Britney. And the other two gave fantastic performances. And you're, and we're talking about in front of people like Lenny S, in front of the Dream, and Rick Ross is there as well. Just Britney got up there and did exactly what Just Britney does, which is, I, in my opinion, the antithesis of music or 
coherent sound. Damn. And and everybody and and everybody else was looking at her like, how the fuck did she get in the building? And Rick Ross was like, it's amazing. And she had the tightest she had the tightest pants you ever saw in your life on. She dresses like just Britney does. You're not you're not from here, so you're not so you're not fully acquainted with just Britney um, embarrassing us. I, I'm from here, and I'm struggling to remember who this chick is. Like, give, give me a song. Oh, she was at oh she was at TSU all the time. What? Give me call a me, song. Call me for the goods. Call call me for the goods. The bright orange, Vaguely. the bright orange hair, and the fat ass. Vaguely, she was at homecoming like every year. Really? Yeah, and performing. And I I remember one year a nigga a nigga pulled out his whole refund check just for her to put her ass on his head. Um, I really like being under rocks, man. I, I miss a lot of this stuff. It's like, crazy. Like I always think of it like this in terms of Houston, uh, in terms of Houston rappers, and we're getting away from the point to shit on Rick Ross, but <laughs> um, but. Basically, just um, just Britney, like it was like one. It was like she graduated from Franklin Beauty School and prayed to God for talent, for uh, for swag, for persona, for everything it takes to make it as a woman in this business. And God looked down on her and gave all of that to Megan Thee Stallion. Damn. Damn. She has been waiting her whole life for everything Megan Thee Stallion has gotten and deserved, and she will never get it. She did lie. She did. She did lie about the relationship. I, I'm going to just tell you. If I were, I'm going to just tell you, I'm going to just tell you like this, dog. Um, uh, the, the Airbnb guest is pointing out that Megan Thee Stallion did lie a couple of times uh, throughout that case. I just, I, I just to, to, and to bring it back to the point, I'm not going to lie to you, dog. I'm, I have never been a woman a day in my life. I just want to, I just want to clarify, dog. I've never been a woman a day in my life. I don't know what women I don't know what women go through. I don't ha, I don't deal with the burdens of being a black woman in America. But if I were in her shoes, I would lie about fucking Tory Lanez too. You're stupid. Just putting that out there. Just wanted to put that out there. Lilliputians need love too, man. I would lie about fucking a nigga short enough that I could see his bald spot too. Um, but so yeah, D one. So yeah, D one. Uh, he had some choice words about um hip hop in general, and I just want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it here because he said this on Sway's thing. Wait, uh, let me see if I got it queued up. You could do better, brother. I love you too much not to be honest with you. Are you the face of prison reform? Cause I held, uh, are you the face of prison reform or are you sitting here on your new song with Ross talking about getting somebody murked and shot at the red light? Which one is it, bro? Which one is it, bro? Cause I did a shoe giveaway 
in my city and gave out 1,300 pairs of your shoes because they said reform underneath them. And I loved it. You partnered with, with a major shoe company, and, and you out here pushing prison reform. But now I got to sit here like, man, this man glorifying getting people killed as of a week ago. Like, what are you doing, bro? Lil Snoop really got killed. That broke your heart. You wear him around your neck. What, why are you glorifying the same thing when my best friend got killed? When Carl got killed, New Orleans know who I'm talking about. When Carl got killed and I had to go to his funeral and read the eulogy and be part of the funeral, and I got back in my causeway after the funeral, and I turned on my music, and I realized I'm listening to music that's glorifying the same stuff that just happened to my best friend. Mm. Mm. It gave me chills, and I needed that moment. That was my come-to-Jesus moment of like, D, you got to do something different, brother, because you have a taste for this poison. But you, you're attracted to the poison. And rap is great. The rap game, hip-hop industry is great at cooking up some delicious poison. Okay. Shout out that dude. So here's my issue with this. I have a couple of issues with this. And, I have, and I've, I've, had this, I've had this discussion a lot in terms of rap and hip-hop. And don't get me wrong. On one side, I feel like his heart is in the right place. I don't feel like this is a bad dude, like a lot of like a lot of the people that just that are just out to um, uphold respectability politics and shit on uh, and and shit on hip hop. Um, but if you were gonna call out Jim Jones, and Jim Jones has not had a nice response to it either. Um, if you're gonna call out Jim Jones, if you're gonna call out Meek Mill, if you're gonna call out Rick Ross. If you're going to call out hip-hop, I feel like, one, you didn't have to call these people in particular out, even though I think, even though it seems like some people think that's the most effective. Um, I feel like you did, because because rappers generally, I'm, I'm just telling you, you got to know your audience. Rappers got a thin, rappers, these, especially niggas like this, these particular niggas, tend to have a thin skin. And I feel like if this were another rap, I feel like if this were Hove, I feel like if this were a couple of people out here, I feel like that. I feel like those conversations would have happened via a phone call. I feel like these conversations would have happened. Like, like it looks clout chasey a little bit when you your when 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 you're doing this on a public platform. When, like I said, a lot of a lot of niggas like like I know Bus would have done. There's a few people, Hove. Bus a few people like that that ha- that that have a, that have a little bit of credit in the bank with a lot of the with a lot of these rappers. I feel like that would have happened in a side conversation, and maybe we would have heard about it later. I I don't think he was trying to specifically call them out as being the problem as he much got as very specific. No, what, no, this Mill. is what no, this is what I'm saying though is these are people he, he is already in the awareness of. People sure. are in the awareness of. Not like, okay, Meek Mill, you are the only problem. It's more of, hey, here's an obvious problem that I have a stance on. Because the thing is, he has that in his own music. If you've ever seen him do his own shows, he says that in between I know D1 his, keeps own, his own track. Like, so it's not I like D1 a... D1 keeps it a buck. I, know, but, I, I, have no, I, I have no beef with him on that. And I, I understand he's... That he's been saying this forever. I yeah. get it that he his narrative hasn't changed. I respect that. So that's what I'm saying. I just I'm not. All I mean is that it's not for me. It's not clout chasing when he's already been very specific. With I'm not saying it actually what, is. I'm just, what his belief system is. I'm not saying it actually is. I'm just telling you the optics. 
Like it seems a little, because not everybody knows about D one. Okay, but so it's so it feels like somebody. It, it, and I'm just telling you how like kind of the heads and people that are less maybe that are less informed about who he is usually look at these things. It Got always it. the narrative always ends up being oh this nigga with that's that's getting less money than me or this nigga that uh, nobody knows is trying to get a name is trying to catch a rep off of calling these niggas out because these niggas are front-facing. Yeah, but most people... I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just telling you what the optics look like. I got you. But I'm just saying most people are not... I think he's smart enough to avoid that. Most people are not also following, like, who are... who regularly are listening to secular music are not following other Christian rappers, right? Okay. So, outside of Lecrae, who's, who's, who's breaking mainstream, zeitgeist, conversations... Right um, in yeah. the in the Christian rap scene, sure. So it's not that it does. There's not a lane, and it doesn't exist. But here you have a Christian rapper mm-hmm. who is now being pulled into a worldly a conversation, right. a mainstream platform, and he's still giving his same perspective. Sure, whether you agree with it or not is not going to change the fact that that's already been his mo and always yeah, will. Right. Be. He's going to be ten toes down, and I'm not. And, and I'm not begrudging. I'm not begrudging him that. I will say I'm in, I'm just in terms of the conversation on a the larger conversation as a whole. My other issue with this is and this is a rhetorical question. I'm not expecting an answer. The answer is C. <laughs> but one of these days I want I want to ask white people if they spend any time asking what Kyle Rittenhouse was listening to. When he shot those people. They won't. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, mental health issues. There's Well, he had mental health. I mean, of course he had mental health issues. But on a lot. And he, and, oh, no, it, they don't think he had any mental health issues. They think he was perfectly enabled and within his rights to defend a whole nother community. I suspect he had mental health issues coupled with coupled, coupled with the rhetoric he was receiving. Yeah, but But beside that point. The reason I ask what was nobody asked what was Kyle Rittenhouse listening to mm. when he murdered people, and if we're being honest, white people are really or the crazy white people are really good at murder. They're really good Man. at murder, and we never ask shit like what were they watching, what 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 were they listening to. I mean, they'll they'll probably get their computer and see that they wrote a bunch of manifestos and. Let me jump in here only to say, because I know people right now are going to like Dahmer and Manson and things like that. You don't even have to go that far. I'm talking about the chick who drove from Florida to California with diapers on. With a diaper on. Do you guys understand the amount of forethought you have to put into knowing you don't intend to stop? Right. Just to rock a diaper to get to the nigga you trying to get to? Come on, man. So my thing ends up being this about the music in that and I always ask this and I ask this of the 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 boat shoe niggas I ask this of the because more and more to me it feels like the particularly niggas in my generation sound more and more like the white people that wanted to obliterate NWA and two live crew from the face of the fucking earth 
that you sound more and more like the white people that wanted to limit us, that wanted to limit us, and because of niggas like Two Live Crew and NWA that paved the way for a lot of for a lot of these rappers are the reason that they came up with the parental advisory sticker to begin with. That was a compromise. They wanted to do. They want these niggas to go away, and it feels like a narrative sense to me. A narrative sent straight from the big house. You know why? Because this notion of oh well, these young niggas are out here killing. These young niggas are out here doing uh, out here doing X, Y, and Z because of the music or whatever. On paper, that's on paper that sounds reasonable. What the fuck was that? Uh, on paper. Oh, okay. That put my shit somewhere else. On paper, <laughs> the, phone buzzing. On paper, that sounds reasonable. Almost. No, that's not me. Oh, that's one of y'all. That's one of y'all phone buzzing. Sorry. Yeah, take it off the, the mic. Okay. Um, that sounds laudable at first glance, but my problem with that is you have to... There are so many layers that literally put first of all criminals are going to crime <laughs> criminals are going to crime no matter what you do if a criminal is set on criming they're going to crime second there are so many layers in our community from forces outside of our control and i do mean white supremacy there are so many forces collaborating to keep communities entrenched in crime and impoverished hip-hop ain't even the starting point if you want to talk about crime poverty produces crime true capitalism produces poverty and white supremacy definitely produces capitalism as we know it in the western world in the context of that having said that um, go ahead well, so I'm, I'm actually just going to ask a clarifying question for people listening, right? Sure. And I, I'm treating you all listening like myself because I don't know much okay. about what's going on. If that's your take, then what is the caveat you would use to have the conversation around accountability? Because I'm being honest, when I listen to him talk about that, I don't hear a person trying to necessarily kick down a big house message. I hear someone I, articulating a conversation around accountability ineffectively. So... I agree that his intentions are not malicious. The problem is he's not the, is that he he's not the face of this. Right. He's not the only he's not the only one saying it and we have to have a context about where a lot of the rhetoric is passed down from because I don't I really don't think and just me have having these had these conversations with other people I've had these conversations with people that I don't believe have 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 taken in the same information that D1 has. D1 is having it from a, from a standpoint that he's always had it and I respect him. I'm not talking specifically about him. Yeah. Okay. I, and I th- because this conversation is being had a lot now. But I think there's there is a clarifying point within even as you're defining what that context looks like. And that is when you were having these conversations, you were having them from the social impact structure. 
you were having them with the same influences of what you were talking, that you already listed, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of how there is more that's going into what is defining the environment in which the music is being produced and consumed. Whereas if you look at how those conversations are being held often within church and Christian spaces, it's independent of the social structures and more of what are you feeding into your spirit? And when you say things like your words have power over life and death. So what words are you saying to yourself and to those around you? If you take that as a genuine belief system, And then you are being cognitive of that. That is why so many people, once they truly go into that space, give up listening to so much secular music because of the language that is used. Not even from an aspect of it makes them do something, but when you believe that there is some type of influence within your spiritual development associated with the language that's being used, and then you start having those conversations that you're saying and you're looking at it from the aspect of what is the spiritual implication of what feeds these systems, then you're going to have a different perspective. Okay. It's a different conversation. It's we're, 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 there's overlap. Yes, but it's a different type conversation. And in those points, it's often not specific to the like I said, the social constraints that we would be having in other conversations that you already listed. You're saying okay, so you you basically you're saying that the what he individually is saying you can't remove that context of him coming at it from a a religious and spiritual standpoint. Yes, because it's Fit. removed of the social normative stuff, like capitalism, supremacy, etc. And and I think in some cases, from conversations I've had in those spaces, okay, is that you often get the religion trumps the social injustices that do happen. Those those things end up there's an imbalance. There's some people who do not see what actually is going on with the systems of the world because our faith can change the systems of the world. You're like, saying that I'm having the conversation from a separate, from a, a, a position of church and state being separate mm-hmm. and the people in maybe D one's circle of influence, they don't separate those things. Mm-hmm. No, and, and, and I mean, religion, I mean, religion almost demands that you don't separate those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. And I'll, and, and I can get, and, and, and I can let him make it with that because even if I didn't Rick Ross in particular and, uh, Jim Jones, their responses to it were nasty. Um, and there's a, there's a better, and, and, and also I don't remove the, the context and rhetoric from which, from the standpoint from which they're, like there are certain conversations you just can't have with certain people and Rick Ross in particular and Jim Jones meek meek a little bit on Twitter kind of demonstrated that they're probably not the ones even though they are the some front-facing artists that people know Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how you have to do it they're not the ones to have that conversation with because they're not they're not trying to have it 
you can have. There are. I won't say smarter, but there are definitely, but there are definitely more savvy artists that are known that he could probably have that conversation with, and will probably be cool. Um, on, honestly, I would even say Offset. Offset is, has proven himself in recent times to be a lot more intelligent than people are giving him credit for. Um, I, and just not him in particular, but there are people out here that are way more savvy than their hip-hop persona um, would would suggest that he could probably have that conversation with and bear more fruit. Um, I will say this, and it's a little toxic, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest about it. I don't want to live because I don't want to live in a world where we have where we have the alternative. I don't want to live in a world where we where the only where the only music we have left to listen to after we've gotten rid of all the toxic shit is common Mac Miller and Fonte. I don't want that. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be at the party and somebody say play. Uh, somebody say play Miami by Will Smith. I don't want that. I, I don't. Mean, it, my my life is my life is not always wholesome, and I don't want the soundtrack to my life to be wholesome. Marshall to always be exists in this world, and and I'll be okay. He'd exist in that world too, and I'd be okay because his expression about drug use has nothing to do with selling them, and so much taking them. And hey, that that that's real. I think they don't want that either. I think they they're saying. <laughs> I, I think they're saying that is that not. It's not only just about selling drugs or what. It's glorifying the use. And the the indulgence of it's not a okay uh, with the exception of the real slim shady. I'm just saying I'm just defending myself that with the exception of the real slim shady, it's not a too, dog. It's, it's not cool. a glorification of taking. It's just I, a hey, I need it or I'll stab you. And that's this is and that, real. And that's the other. And that's the other part. I don't ever want to tell my people that they can't express that they can't tell their story. I don't ever want to do that because no one. No one demands this of white people. No one is sitting around blaming Breaking Bad for the opioid crisis. Nobody. I don't know, but Michael Keaton does make Dope Stick look way, way worse. Dope Stick was some wild shit. Yeah. That's um crazy. I, and, 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 and 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 that's not the and it's just from that perspective we've seen white people um making content that specifically glorifies drug use. Less than zero is Robert Downey Jr.'s magnum opus about drug use. This was back when he, was, he had to have been like in his early 20s or some yeah. shit. Uh, bushes. And to be fair, he did die at the end of less than zero. But even then, a lot of it was glorification. And I can, and I can do this a thousand times over with movies I love. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, oh, tried and true. I, right. A helicopter on cocaine. Correct. And no one asks these things of white people. No one's blaming Game of Thrones for white people committing mass murder. Nobody's nobody's blaming it. I blame it for the incest. Uh, you beat me to it by that much. <laughs> that much. I was just waiting for him to finish talking. Like oh when it was God. like like when it was white people committing mass murder in like when, when Columbine first happened. Yeah. Every a a bunch of old white people tried to blame the Matrix because he had that coat on. And everybody told him, told them people to shut the fuck up, and we never heard about it again. Like it, like it went on for like a for like a year, a solid year, where people were like, "Oh, what's oh what?" You, you remember the Doom also caught it. Doom the, the video Doom the Doom. Video oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the violent video games, yeah. and then everybody, and then uh, big, and then big tech told them to shut the fuck up and showed and showed them the. And showed them that, that they were stimulating the economy, and all the politicians shut the fuck up. All of them. 
you've never heard a bad word about Call of Duty ever again. And my thing is, we don't we don't demand these things of white people in their art. Why does our art have to be always have to be wholesome and educational? I always ask this of people because they did they did the same shit with the woman king. It was like, oh well, they're not telling the story historically accurate, and um, the Agoje also owned slaves. Nigga, what was three hundred? Once again, beat me by that much. Every every side of that conflict in three hundred owned slaves. They were a they were a whole underclass economy. What does that sound like? I wonder. Get the fuck out of Taj. That sounds like I, democracy. That's why I have a hard. That's why I have a hard time with people and this and this. What is basically to me, which is censorship. I feel like that. I feel like people want us to censor our stories when nobody else is asked to. Country music historically has been has been violent and creepy as fuck. You say historically. How much older can Ted Nugent get where we still allow him to sing Cat Scratch Fever? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I we just. I don't get those references. I don't think. Um, I, I will just say the the song literally starts off make it make her pussy purr at the stroke of my hand. She knows she's getting it from me. He, Ted Nugent has been singing this since his twenties and literally went to the White House singing this. But rappers, uh, rappers get it on the chin for straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Or that's that shit I don't like, and we and I I have to I have to come back to the systemic thing. Outside of what D one was saying, I have to come back to the systemic thing and just reiterate that when you look at the big picture, rap and hip hop is not a disease. It's not the disease. It's a symptom. Chief Keef is a symptom. Okay. Uh, King Vaughn was a symptom. I got I got one last thing for you. Go for it. Because we spent way more time on that than I wanted no, to. I, yeah, but we just one last thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? As you said before, typically you like to discuss not the events, but the discourse and the conversations that we have Correct. of the things that happen. Correct. When you want people to do better in how they have those conversations you wouldn't consider that censorship, right? Censorship in terms of, well, no, but I'm not saying Because you're still getting the point out, right? Sure. But you want people to be more cognitive as to the impacts of what they're saying and how they're said? Yeah, okay. Okay, and that's my point. So, and You can I, and, still and, tell the same stories. You can still use the same language, but there are points to be made of the cognitive impact as to what you say and how you say it and who is listening and what those audiences are. And I still am not sold on a direct correlation between... I'm not making a direct correlation. I'm just saying that there are impacts. There, there, are, there are impacts to any, to any art. I I will concede that. That would be good art. I am still I'm just I'm still not sold on the the impact that the art in question is having. I'm still not sold. I'm not. 
And it's a larger conversation. It's probably a conversation for a later time. Actually, you are. It, it would, because I would make the, I'm only saying this because I would make the correlation with your remarks to um, the bits Chris Rock had. Comedy is artistic in nature. Okay. But the way that he was unpacking the use and free use of the N-word, mm. we, we ended up having a conversation around the impact of said art. I I agree there. I like I said, I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not saying that art I'm talking about specifically the art of hip hop. Oh. I'm cuz I, I cuz I, I I agree with what you just said. I'm but I just I mean in this specifically this art. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm not there yet. I'm uh, still- I I and, and like I said, it's probably a larger conversation that I would I'd, I would even want to have Randall in on, um, yeah, and get his take. We might get we might get his take on Patreon. I'll call him about. I have to call him about us recording anyway. Um, that's a good time to take a break. Uh, we took a little longer than I wanted, but uh, that's a good time for a break. Um, uh, we'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Um, this is sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up, clap, white people. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. It's about to get real opinionated. And we're actually and and we're actually sipping tea. Um, So that'll just give you an insight of what of kind of conversations we're having tonight. Put that nigga on the Toby post. It is. It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. So. Now I so usually every usually every election season I try to watch the um I try to watch the Democratic or Republican debates, whoever's you know. Yeah. Uh so I try to so um usually I end up live tweeting it and everybody was like, Where's where's Oz? He should be live tweeting this shit. Um I get I'll be honest with y'all. I stopped my I, I stopped the Call of Duty campaign for about 20 minutes to eat dinner. And I turned on the Republican debate just as it was starting. I always feel so bad for Lester Holt. Um, he, he, he must have, he lost a bet. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, and I will say this about the Republican debate about the people I saw on that stage. And I, and I briefly talked about this last uh, last pod. They look insane? Well, they always look insane. They're, and they're not going to get any saner. I will say this. If, if your party's most powerful, most influential, most popular... Surefire front runner who is the front runner by a mile has never been to a debate and has every intention of never attending a debate until the general election. And he can still be the most 
powerful, influential, strongest candidate you have that people are going to vote for even if he murders somebody in the fucking street? Why the fuck are the rest of you clowns on that stage? Just go the fuck home. And I know what the real answer is. Y'all are hoping that he y'all are hoping that he dies before the real before the real campaign starts and you can run yourself. I get it. You're shoring up your base. I get it. You're trying to sell your books. I get it. Also, fuck off, Marianne Williamson. Having said all that, what I saw on that stage, basically people fall into three different categories usually um, when I'm watching these debates. Most, uh, most likely to make it through the clown car. Least likely to make it, uh, less likely to make it through the clown car. That's usually the people that are just kind of shoring up their base uh, for whatever their for that whatever their agenda really is going to be, once this presidential election is over, sell a book, uh, get on Fox News, whatever. And the last tier is hang it the fuck up. Today I am going to focus on the hang it up people. The main people that need to hang it up. Let's start with the obvious one. I was shocked and appalled and baffled and offended to turn on my television and see Christopher Christie still running for fucking president. Still. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Why the fuck are you here? What is the point? Did you just need to get out of the house, motherfucker? Because at this point, no one in your own party likes you because you just got through being Trump's flying monkey. For his entire for his entire run, are you fucking kidding me? First of all, I don't even like them motherfuckers, and I think you being on that stage is an insult to them. You're forgetting. Why the fuck? The deep needs Homelander. First of all, yeah, yeah. that's why all of them are on that stage because Homelander's off in the in in in, in the tower waiting to see who else is going to be on his team. Secondly, he's up there because we just came from having an insane fuck in office. So why would I doubt my chances are any less good? Well, yeah. He's we we have him on what being a rapist, uh, a racist. Uh, he doesn't pay real taxes. Which he's one? Certified liar. That's clearly a toupee on his head. He only looks normal when we know he's on cocaine. And people want him back in office. Of course, I'm gonna run against him, dog. What do I have to lose? As horrible a, as horrible a human as Trump is, Chris Christie might be in the running to at least compete with the. Hor- when your own party, when you're at a rally and your own party is telling you to hang it the fuck up, and they're booing you, and you and you get on the mic and tell the your electorate to suck a dick. Oh yeah, they they so you know why they've been booing him though, right? Because because he talks bad about Trump. Well, that too. No, really. Like ever since he started coming out and saying that, which, you know, which, Trump he deserves is that up and goes to he deserves that. Yeah, you don't get, get to be complicit and then have an opinion about exactly. the shit you were complicit about. Exactly. You, that's the same shit they just got through telling Rudy Giuliani to fuck off about. Um, and so. And so right there, we didn't even have to spend a lot of time on that one. Chris Christie need to hang the fuck up. Give up, dog. 
just stop. UPS is hiring. I promise. I, yeah, he's got a spot on CNN. Uh, what? I haven't watched CNN in years. Chris Christie? Yeah, he's a regular. Fat Tony from The Simpsons looking motherfucker? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Other people who need to hang it the fuck up. Uh, Tim Scott. Fuck that man. Tim fuck Scott him. is the is every Republican fuck every him. Republican line of candidates every time has to have a token black guy. And I I suspect this is how the pitch meeting went. They needed a black guy. They figured they felt like the past two black guys have been skewing too old and too senile. And uh one is dead from COVID. Um after 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 uh debunk trying to debunk the science of COVID, despite him not being a doctor. Um and the other one is Ben Carson, which explains itself. So a, a a brain surgeon with no brain. So they said these people are skewing too old and it's giving it's giving uh, husband on real housewives because <sighs> Potomac just started all the motherfuckers got husbands twice their age that they're waiting to die. I just want Miles Morales so, to swing in and knock the fat white Republican dick out of his mouth. And so you <laughs> Yeah, visualize it. It's nasty. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, does it? It shouldn't. <laughs> now that it's listening to him. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you and so now you have Tim Scott that skews that skews slightly younger. Um that packages that be, that basically parrots whatever the party tells him is the party line. And you, I don't feel bad for him per se, but I also don't like the way his team and the party are rolling him out. Here's what I mean. A couple days ago, um, they rolled out Tim. A couple days ago, Tim. Uh, they they rolled out Tim Scott and his and his girlfriend that apparently he's been dating for six months and. And they and and uh, they met at a they met at a fundraiser and they have this whole cutesy little story and all that shit. Now, any right-minded black person can look at these two and you can tell that these two have never seen each other naked and have no intention to see one another naked. There are there are couples, there are couples who fuck, and there are fake couples. This is a fake couple. The point I'm making with pointing out that this is a fake couple is because the book on Tim Scott for the past couple of months has been whether it has been the fact that he is un, that he is unmarried and single and I've and granted I understand and I understand the optics of Politics, where you where it it looks good to have a it looks good to be married with ten million kids. Look at Mitt Romney's fucking family. Um, I understand the 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 traditional optics. Having said that, I don't like the focus 
on Tim Scott's sexual potency. I don't, and you know, it's the Republicans, so I, I get it. Why should I expect anything less? I don't like the idea because that's the, that's the idea is he's a he's a younger he's a younger black guy than we've had before, and young black guys fuck. Yeah, man. Because that's the that's the book they're trying to write on us. Because it's see. not your dad's no, no, it's no, not your dad's hair treatment. Okay, Doug Flutie is somewhere in there producing the soundtrack. That man's gonna step out on stage on. He's, I'm he's, telling he's, you, he's Frank what? Thomas what? selling selling. Yes, selling. he's the nigga in the Nugenics commercials. Yes, <laughs> fucking yes. And that's why I wonder why the fuck are we listening to him? Are you serious? But fuck that's that man. Thing. But that's the thing. He, he bothers plays, me, bro. But that's the thing. He fucking he plays, bothers me. He plays but tell two, me how you really feel, you find But that's the thing. He plays two parts on that panel. There's two there's two parts on every Republican panel every Republican panel that he take that he takes up space in. One is the to, is is the black guy we have up here because we need a black guy and they literally don't have any any other nationality other than white and well no, they got Vivek what's his face. Um I'll get to him. Um, he, he's a plant. He's not a real person. Uh, that's proof that AI is in, in human yeah. form. <laughs> no, this he's is plant based. This what? is this is another one of those. I have so money, so I want to buy people. my way in. So uh, he literally paid people to vote. So Tim Scott. So Tim Scott plays the part of the token black guy, of course, but he also plays the part. I call it the Ron Paul. For years. Ron Paul was the person on the panel that every other candidate on the panel made some silent agreement to never engage with and to pretend is not there. And he passed and and he and he passed these rites of passage down to his son Rand Paul, who though is a little who though was a little younger and a little more energetic, also passed down the time honored Paul tradition of never being listened to and never being president and basically his presidential campaign amounting to a really interesting set of college lectures so they don't have a Ron Paul this year because all of the other candidates have something really wacky and silly about them even if it's just the fact that they're still here and no one cares hi Chris Christie so now Tim Scott is playing two parts. He's playing the guy we ignore, the Ron Paul, and he's playing the token black guy. So they're gonna he's gonna last. I'm gonna give him even though he's in the hang it up tier, I'm gonna give him uh, four to six months. Three months we're gonna forget he's running at all. Six months he's gonna make the official announcement that he's oh. not that he's not running anymore and he's gonna put it and he's gonna put his endorsement with Nikki Haley. Yeah, no, that's gonna go too long. He, also, he's gonna drop before there. Chris Christie, also the the other hang it up candidate, is firmly in what I call the Ides of the Ides of March candidate. The Ides of March, for those of you that don't know, was a was a, a Julius Caesar reference where they said, Beware the Ides of March. And they saw, I don't know, they saw a dead fucking bird somewhere and they said, and, and this was all a sign that Julius Caesar was not long for this world, which he was not. He's the Ides of March candidate because I definitely remember during the, I think it was the 2000, no, it was the 2012 maybe. Maybe, oh no, it was after Obama. Yeah, 16. And Coulter, um, the, the old, the, 
the old crone that looks like the Oracle from 300. Fuck you too, by the way. Um, uh, She's not even worth the... No, she's not worth that, it. That, that was for me. That was for me. Um, she definitely made she definitely made a a prediction, a prophecy that if we if we ran if they if the Republican Party ran Chris Christie, they would they would lose horribly, and they would ha- they would basically have to clean house and start and start all and start all over. Um, some people wanted that, but they weren't in a position to where they could afford to lose, which they did anyway. Shout out to Mitt Romney. No, shout out to John McCain. That was John McCain. No. That was McCain. McCain was 12. But, oh, he was 12. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh, wait. Romney was 12. Romney was 12. Romney McCain, was 12. McCain was McCain eight. was Yeah, yeah. Um, he tried. McCain, they, they asked him, and he just wasn't interested. He tried to try again. But anyway, they said, he, she, I distinctly remember her saying, we'll run Chris Christie and we'll lose. They're gonna pick him, and if they pick him, we're gonna. And if, and if they pick him because he's considered likable, which he's ran out all of that goodwill by now, we're gonna lose. And I think people still take that seriously, because no one was taking Chris Christie seriously at all. No one, enga- no one engaged him. He had to. He took every bit of mic time he possibly could, because Nikki Haley and Vivek, what's his face, took up so much air in the fucking room. And I don't understand how nobody sees that uh, that's uh, that Bobby Jindal got his face done and tried to get under a different name. So tragic. Um, I, I, I'm you, I wanted to live and I team. wanted to live tweet this shit, but there was almost no point. There's no point. There's no point in listening to any of these people because at the end of the day, except for maybe Nikki Haley. We're not going to see any of these people any, ever, maybe ever again. Hopefully, hopefully, Chris Christie, someone scares a heart attack into him. I don't know. Um, First of all, Tim Scott's going to go for a Herschel Walker run, unfortunately. <laughs> and secondly, forgot about Herschel Walker. I don't know why. It proved that they're out there and weird. Herschel Walker is um, it, it has disappeared for reprogramming. So, and we'll just leave him to that. Vivek is proof that you can make people with chat GPT. Uh, Vivek is the part is is the Republican Party's Andrew Yang. He says a lot of he says a lot of things that for the party, for their party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense on paper. But is not energet is not energetic or charismatic enough to ever take seriously unless he's arguing with Nikki Haley, which he did he all night. He's always energetic. That man talks like a million he's miles only, an hour. He's only energetic about arguing with Nikki Haley. Every time I've ever seen him, he just like just stumbles well, over maybe his Maybe not words. energetic, he but he's so not much. charismatic enough. No, he's not charismatic. No, no. Not at all. Um, And, I mean... He's about as charismatic Chari- as... Uh, charisma is running to be... Charisma is a fluid... VP. Charisma is a fluid term when we're talking about these people, but of all of them, I think Vivek probably has the least. He he's about as charming as a limp dick in a bowl of rice. Correct. Um, it was it, it it was a shit show, and well, no, I'm gonna no because she's in the top three. I'll, I'll get to her later. Because um, he don't make no sense. Oh no! No, I was just trying to see like, well, are you trying to dry it off? 
Well, no, it doesn't make sense. So it de- you shouldn't worry about the process. Send your it doesn't make sense. Send your racist stories. Neither send your he. real life racist encounters <laughs> along with your listener layers. Questions for myself, the crew, anyone you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail dot com or log on to opinionswildblack.com where you can find uh, bonus content, um, exclusive merch, Discord access, upcoming. New uh, first-hand news on upcoming events. And I got a couple of bonus things I'm working on that I want to give uh, that I want to give a shot um, with the the patrons and see how it works out um, and see if I'm in the right headspace to do it. Um, Send your letter in, and you might want to date with the host. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Ladies, he's ready. He's nope. single, and he's willing. And he's going to Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back with uh, listener letters and the top three STFUs. Uh, Houston's Most Savage Podcast, Pour Up. We are back, we are black, we are opinionated, and I'm, we're having a good time. I, I like the energy. I, you know, I was a little worried because uh, I don't usually subject y'all to evening to evening recordings, but I like the energy. Everybody good? Everybody good? We good? I'm actually just wondering if uh, Trump's ever going to send Giuliani his check for his services. Uh, no. Uh, they're uh, they're going to be putting money on each other's books in uh, minimum security. So... Um. Uh, we have listener letters. Hey, engagement. 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 Uh, Hal Allen wants to know what we think about the Loki series finale or se- season finale. What we think. is that the series finale? Yes, yes. It's meant to be a bookend. Season one, season two. It is a finale. Hey, okay. Um, Do you follow leak culture? Because I can tell you what the leaks say. Hey, look, uh, no, I know no, about the, not, yeah, I, yeah. We're, we're not, not going to do leaks, but not, no. in terms of the finale. I think the finale was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it did take the way that I thought it was going to go in ten one out aspect. Of ten. Right? Um, uh, in terms uh, of... Of stories? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we, I think the stories part was kind of known. Yeah. Um, in terms of the impact of the loom, um, I thought that was a great twist. But uh, especially... I think my favorite part was when... How long would that take? And it said centuries... And then the title card said centuries, centuries later. later. That was and, great. And I love that. Was that was really good. Like in terms of how how much it really takes to get into the concept of engineering and mechanics and all Understanding that. everything, right? Yeah. Like because, you know, live, die, repeat. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, at one point, you know, he just wants to sit down and have a cup of tea. Like, yeah. okay, we don't have to do this again. Right. Yeah. But can we just have a moment to... To relax, because I've been and, doing this for centuries. And one thing that I thought was was really interesting is that they they I didn't think they were gonna go back to this, but there's a reason. It turns out now we know why there's a reason magic was not allowed at the at TVA, TVA because uh, because magic is the only thing that he who remains or Kang 
does not know anything about and cannot control. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything, much like in the comics, everything Kang does is super tech based. It's very advanced tech based, and magic is the only thing that it, magic by nature is chaotic and cannot and cannot be traditionally controlled in the way science is. So um, I thought that was a really interesting turn. Jonathan Majors is killing it. They're stuck with him. I guarantee it. That's my prediction. And I'm sticking see to you it. Soon. They are. See you soon. <laughs> can, can I just say? Can I just say before we get? I know because I know we're we're trying to make sure we stay on time and whatnot. But my God, man, when we're it got to that. the when it got to the part where he was like, "What? Aren't you gonna do something?" Yo, that that, <laughs> that was good. That turn right there. Yeah, that was. That's good. that's when you realize that way back in season one, even that "See you soon" was not even just for her. It was for both of them. It was them. for yes. both of them. Y'all, y'all think this is over with? That's cute. <laughs> I'll be right back. And he and see you and soon. was yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? You look, you look stressed. You look, do you it, look a little stressed. Do it another couple thousand times and then get back to me when you know your brain's in a better position. Bruh. And even though, and I didn't realize this was the series finale, but I, we're, we're going to see Tom Hiddleston again. They're not, they're, they're not letting him go. He is by far one of the top three actors in the MCU. I mean, easily. So like, without hand, question. Hands right. down, he, he they want to, they're going to bring Hiddleston back because for, the next time they introduce Hemsworth's Thor, every director they've pitched to wants to reunite the brothers. Correct. They're going to bring back Mobius, B-15, and Renslayer between the Deadpool 3 movie and Kang Dynasty just to wrap up those narratives. Um, and depending on how much further they delay Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars because they're still yeah. trying to get their shit together with those storylines, we actually might see a Loki season. But they're three. back in business because the strike's over. It's just, it's just over unlikely. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to go with Doom. It's unlikely nah. because they, yeah. um, that, they're it would stuck, be a rush story. Stuck, they're stuck no, with It would be a rush story. You can't, you can't yeah. do anything with Doom that's meaningful before Secret Wars because once you get to Secret Wars, we're talking God, Emperor, Doom. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Where do you go from yeah. God Emperor Doom? Secret, yes. Yeah, Restart Wars almost certainly Stop. have God Emperor that's, Doom. That, that's yeah. a waste. That, if, so, you, if you put in Doom, go to 2027, 2028 with Secret War, and then restart the character again with everything else. I mean, else, we're already at uh, no. end, of, end of time, Kang. No. Um, now, we, we met him as he who remains. So that's literally his most powerful form. You can't say you can't introduce a character uh, in their most powerful form. Disagree. At, Why? I don't. I think his. I think his most powerful form has yet to be seen. Agreed. I think it's yet to be seen, and we've we've already seen as the that, one who wins the in, the the war. How is that not the most powerful? Form? I don't know I, that he won. He just capped. He just capped that war off somewhere else. <laughs> and I actually don't believe that. I think he, that he just made it out. I think that by the time <laughs> yeah. we get to Kang Dynasty, they're going to do some more timey wimey wibbly wobbly stuff that'll be equally canonical. Also, and you'll realize that some of these characters have been the same nigga just at different points of time. I, I agree. I agree. Um, that would be how they if they really try yeah, to next, clean it yeah, up. That'd yeah. be nice. <laughs> uh, next question. Um, Jr. Shout out to Rob Montgomery. Um, have you all watched? Oh God, we, we cannot spend too much time on this. Oh, they're already so fucking excited. Is it, is it what I think it is? Go ahead, say it. Have you all watched the last episode of Attack on Titan? Uh huh. If so, what is your opinion on the episode? My opinion. We is had that- this conversation off mic last week. It was it was pretty, but 
I did not like the anime finale as much as I enjoyed reading it. You didn't like how they translated from the manga. I did not. Okay, I, I felt that it, even knowing the source material, the the anime just kind of made things more convoluted in the explanation parts. Where Very convoluted. It 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 traded out the action over the character, the, the actual final needed storytelling. So I'm just my because mine is quick and simple. I liked it. I was entertained. I think it capped off most of the things, even though I think the way they ended Aaron Yeager's character is fucking insane. <laughs> um, I, and for me, Attack on Titan has become the new Evangelion, which is, Aww. which is, it's very pretty. It's very well produced. You just can't think too hard about what you're watching or else your brain will explode. It's 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 the lost of anime. I'll actually pick it up from there. It's lost. On on that note, that's actually that's exactly word for it what I was going to say. It's visually stunning. Uh awesome score, but the choices that they took for what they actually gave us on screen made it really hard for someone like me anyway to understand some of the character decision-making that took place. <laughs> I spent a lot of time going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the and fuck? Fluent definitely has a different take on it, but I'm just going to tell y'all, it, it, the, the main lesson I took from it is that Aaron Yeager is and will always be on his own team. Facts. He was on his own team. I'm sorry. The, the only other person I cared about, I watched die, found out it was a family issue, and now I don't give a fuck anymore. And you can't make me. Um, uh, Tales to Enrage wants to know, what is the best advice you've given and did they follow it? Holy shit. Can I go first? Because I'm quick. Yeah. Because I, I have story time. This will be worth it. All right. So, and this is really just coming off the backs of cards I was given at the end of my last semester uh, at the school that I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, I am notorious for reminding students that everyone, anyone, anywhere, at any time, has the right to renegotiate the terms of interacting Ah, with you. Correct. And that is because you need to do what you need to do for yourself. Unless you're a twin or a triplet, and even then, it's about you. You need to do what you need to do for yourself. You need to make sure that when you're out here existing, you are presenting your best self possible, but respecting when you don't have that in the tank. So Speak on it, son. Do what you got to do for yourself, man. And I suspect they're going to follow that in the long run. I, with, with, with kids, I always say the, that the, the whether or not it worked out or whether or not they followed it is yet to be seen. For the two that I'm thinking about in particular, from their freshman year to now, they've already started implementing that and, and like are having vastly different experiences at the high school level. So, story time. Uh, I'll make this one quick. It's a little long, but it's worth it. Um, I'm, I don't remember if I've told this story on air before, but again, uh-huh. totally worth it. Uh, so my best good, one of my best good friends of many, 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 many years, uh, shout out to Terry. Shouldn't hate me for telling the story, uh, but fuck it. Um, you know, the, actually, you know, the gentleman in question, Euphonic. Uh, uh, shout to your LB. Um, so 
they were dating. They were dating for like they they were courting for like five minutes. He was going very very much out of his way to impress Terry, uh, as most of them as most of the men that came through. Um, uh, I don't know his. I don't know his club number. Yeah. Um. So he at the time was not what the young kids would call cool and he was he he was struggling because Terry Terry's a little dorky but but she she definitely follows her own path and she hangs out with a lot of cool with a lot of cool people uh that she went to high school with so he would end up in those spaces and just what they come from in the history there there was a lot of clowning. And he did not have the thickest skin at the time. And he kind of played himself by coming over to her place, getting wasted, and throwing up all over her couch. And he had to and she literally dragged him out of the apartment and left and and left him passed out on a pole outside of her apartment. Aww. No, no. He he threw up all over and the shit smelled horrible. That's how you wake up without your socks. Cause me and cause me and Jason because I think me and uh our homeboy Jason had to go had to come get him. Uh oh, so man. basically through a twist of events from then on, that was like strike one and two. A twist of events led to him just get, just being unknowingly taken out of the running and replaced uh, with whoever she was fucking next week, um, and, and that's no ju- and that is no judgment on her. We 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 were all young. We were all outside. And the next thing I know, I'm on campus and I get a phone call, and she go and it's and it's him, and he's crying, and I'm like, dog, where are you? What the fuck is going on, man? I'm like I'm thinking I'm thinking he's like in trouble. And I'm like, what's up, dog? What, 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 what's going on? You all right? He was like, why she play me like this, man? What, who is this new dude, man? What, 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 what does he have that I don't have? I was like, where are you? Stay where you are. I'm coming to you. I come to where he is. I sit him down. We sat down on a bench. He's crying his fucking eyes out because he's he he is heartbroken and i sit him down i'm like dog now let me preface this by saying i don't completely believe what i'm about to tell you i said but sometimes you just have to comfort somebody so i said listen you have to understand man this is a wonder she this is a wonderful woman, okay? I think you know that. I think I know that. This is a wonderful woman. She got a lot going for her. I think you know she's good people. It's big. Stop. But she's you have to understand, she's like she's a lot like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> what? Chocolate chip cookies are wonderful. Nobody, nobody can say no to chocolate chip cookies. They're maybe one of the greatest. They're maybe one of the greatest confections ever devised by man. But cookies take time to bake, and 
a homegirl of mine, Hillary, walks by perfect timing and goes, I don't know what he's telling you about, but don't listen to him. Cookies take like 15 minutes. And it keeps going. And I'm like, but you have to, so you have to understand, she's in a place right now where she hasn't finished baking. And you have to allow her that space. It's like setting the butterfly free or whatever they say. You have to allow her that time to bake. And it's going to be beautiful in the long run. And I think you and I think both of y'all are going to be better people for just you know putting on a putting on a smile and just kind of and just kind of keep it pushing. You got a lot of things going for you too. You should be treating yourself as a commodity too, my brother. And and she looks and 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 he goes, well, I appreciate. He's like, well, maybe you're right, man. I appreciate that. And he calls her to apologize. And he calls her to apologize. And it's like, well, you know, I, yeah, I did. Y'all are, no, no, don't, don't show me again. I talked to, and I, he was like, man, I talked to Oz, and uh, I think it's going to be all good, man. I think it's all good. Um, I, I'm, I, I reacted unfavorably, and moving forward, I think we can, be, I think we can go ahead and be friends. And he kind of took the advice. I would have, I kind of told her to just let her be and not talk to her. But he says all this and it's like, you know, Oz told me some things I needed to hear and I think I feel a little better about it. He wasn't supposed to say that either. And Terry, without missing a beat, goes, he gave you the cookie speech, didn't he? <laughs> What a scumbag! All my hard work gone to shit. I just want to say three things real quick. One, I love how they're just trading like, I know, a, like I know. Pokemon cards, like I know. nothing. <laughs> Two, I'm not even going to comment on this story because I can't. And three, my God, have you just you made can comment? No, I can't. This he, is he's just made for an interesting week in a group chat I'm in. That's because <laughs> I got I got two or three that that religiously listen to this podcast. Oh, there's or there's more to that story that I'll, I'll tell in Patreon. I, I can assure you that he's made for a very interesting week of text messages. All like the moment this drops, I can assure you. So uh, your friend, man. Thanks, uh, you do that, man. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for the. Uh, Engagement. Thanks engagement. everybody for the engagement. Y'all know what to do. Social mm. media opinions while black at gmail.com. Some of y'all niggas just text me. Like like uh uh Ibersol Fallon just texted me and was like, Y'all really had that restaurant conversation without a uh, without an actual chef on on deck. I am sorry, we're gonna get you out here one of these days. I'm just bad about booking guests. Um there's more there's more to unpack about oh why I'm God. bad about unpack about booking guests, but we don't have time. For now, it's time for the top three STFUs. What the fuck? Who are focus? Sorry. Who Sorry. are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck shut up? The Number three. Oh, I gotta scroll. Oh, I did write him down. Number three is Ocho Cinco. Aww. Oh yeah. Chad Johnson had some choice words about his opinions about Keith Lee and how he's tearing black black businesses down and and oh what makes him qualified to be a food critic and even though shannon sharp definitely told him how strong and wrong he was 
Keith Lee, and I, I don't have time to bring it up. Keith Lee had a wonderful had a wonderful video of response to him. And the best and the biggest thing that I took from it, and the biggest thing that puts him on this list, is he was like, Look, you said you want to know why I'm qualified to be a food critic. What qualifies you to speak on food critics? What qualifies you to talk about me? And not even that. I have I have helped people to ret- to retire in their twenties. I have made I I my my shit. And he didn't he didn't brag like I'm bragging on him. But it's like my word and God is amazing for this has influenced a lot of people to make people who deserve it a lot of money. I've and I've donated money myself. I've said I will give five hundred dollars to to the first person to the first person who makes it up here and gives this man's food truck a try. Shit like that. I've done thing. I've done things in the community. I'm not saying you have to know me for those things, but if you're gonna speak, but if you're gonna speak on the bad thing that you perceive that I did, you gotta speak on the good shit too, brother. And also. Why the fuck does Ocho Cinco have a podcast? I need I look. I am not one of these people that feels like we need to take pod mics away from black men. I don't believe that. I think we need to take pod mics away from people whose vocation literally has head trauma in the job description, including and especially Chad Johnson. Nobody, nobody who got beat up by Evelyn Lozada gets to have a gets to have an opinion about anything about anyone at any time. Damien cut. <laughs> Damn. So all that to say, give somebody a nickel to shine your head and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Number two is Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, oh no! What? What? <laughs> uh, the star of Jumping Jack Flash. Um. I was disappointed to see on the view that Whoopi is the new bad take person. This used to be dumbass Elizabeth Hasselbeck, but I don't watch the view, so I didn't know she wasn't on the show anymore. Uh, apparently, she got the dumbass. Apparently, Whoopi got the dumbass takes now because they were talking about why um, why millennials aren't getting married anymore or having kids. No, no, why millennials aren't having kids because we got no fucking money. Because we got no fucking money, Whoopi. And everybody else on the panel agreed that because because millennials are getting more cognizant of the fact that the workforce is not their friend, of the fact that they are underworked, that they are overworked and underpaid and overstressed and and dying from stress-related heart attacks and strokes and high blood pressure at 50, they are electing to go a different way. Comfortable side hustles, work from home, uh, shorter work weeks, and Whoopi fixed her dumbass from her, du- her fixed her dumbass Ted dancing dick sucking mouth to say that if you want to go anywhere in life and if you want to have a house and you want and you want the and, and you want the picket fence dream and the American dream, you lazy and you have to and you have to work more than four hours more than four hours a day. Whoopi, first of all, I need boomers to just generally shut the fuck up about what young people are doing. Whoopi ain't been poor in 
decades, there are there the amount of time since Whoopi has been broke or poor, there have been people that have been born, gone through puberty, went to college, and gotten married themselves. You have not been poor in that time. You have not been poor <laughs> since the Dallas Cowboys were a winning organization. <laughs> you have not been poor literally since Forrest Gump was in theaters. What the fuck do you know about what a millennial is going through? What the fuck do you know? And weren't you and aren't you you want to talk about people having the picket fence family? You literally are the epitome of not having the picket fence family. You are quoted as to saying I don't want a husband nor kids in my house. They can go to their own house. And I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. If I ever get married, that is the model. Having said that, I want rich people to stop talking about what poor people are doing. I'm sick of it. You don't know shit. And most of the rich people that want to talk about what poor people are doing have not been poor in in the current times and don't know shit about what being poor now looks like. And it looks way different than when you, when you were, than when you Whoopi Goldberg were doing stand-up comedy or when, um, or when Puff was selling, was, was selling, uh, um, uh, CDs out of the trunk of his car or, um, uh, being a, uh, going from being a drug kingpin to whatever the fuck he is now. Y'all don't know shit. Ice Cube had the same problem not too long ago. I don't want econ- I don't want advice on the economic landscape of 2023 from O'Shea Jackson Sr. I don't. I don't. You don't know shit about what's happening and you're not listening to the people that you're criticizing. That's always my biggest problem with the fucking boomers. You don't know what these people are going through now. You don't know the new problems that they have to face and there are new problems with every generation. I want to respect my elders, but my elders have to respect me and have to respect that they don't know everything about the current landscape. You have not lived in that in that dynamic for as long as I've been alive. What the fuck do you know? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Did I miss anything? Anybody? 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 Oh, no, you good. Yes, no, yes, we're good. <laughs> Paddle that kayak, bro. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up by a landslide is dumbass Nikki Haley. Look. Look, I get that she is the not quite front runner. Like, she's pretty much the only other viable Republican candidate, and that's not saying much. But she's, she's the highest rated one without 91 counts of <laughs> having said all that. I was going to say, that's not even the air horns. I did it again. Hit that with the air horns. Holy shit. That was holy shit. But not quite Courtney Cox got to shut the fuck up. Oh, man. Got to shut the fuck up. She fixed her mouth. And this was what probably angered me back into turning off. Uh, the Republican debate to watch to play Call of Duty. She fixed her mouth to say that college protesters that are anti-Israel should be regarded, should be treated with the same regard as the Ku Klux Klan. Stop playing. As a matter of fact, stop. I, I gotta walk away. Man. <laughs> That they need to be treated with the same regard that we that they need to be 
dip that they need to be acted upon as if they are the Ku Klux Klan. The Nick, the motherfuckers in hoods. People saying free Palestine need to be treated the same as a widely worldwide renownedly racist neo-Nazi organization. First of all, here's the first problem with that. She said that as if the as if our government, specifically the GO, specifically the GOP, specifically their party's strongest candidate, she said that as if they actually condemned the KKK. And we know they don't. Because you remember, because there's good office. people on both Cause, sides. Because they can put because they can put on cargo because they can put on fucking cargo shorts and, and polos and tiki torches and be good. So you said that as if y'all actually condemned the KKK and y'all have yet to. Your party's strongest candidate has yet to. As a matter of fact, your party's strongest candidate co-signed David Duke himself. Also, I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, the Ku Klux Klan is like, they're like an incorporated. Yeah. That's how much they don't regard. So until you can keep the same energy about the KKK that you that you propose, we keep about the anti about the quote unquote anti Israel, quote unquote um, uh, anti Semitic college protesters who just want to free fucking Palestine. You already have to shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. What the fuck are you talking about? Second. You are it literally you are literally saying that we need that we need to act upon when you say we need to act upon college protesters, you're literally in direct dereliction of what the constitution um what the constitution entitles those people to. Nonviolent protest. And quit twisting the narrative. It's not about Hamas, it's about Palestine. We know Hamas is fucking crazy. We know that. I don't, no one, none of these protesters has co-signed. I've never seen a sign that co-signed Hamas, ever. I've only seen Free Palestine. I have never seen a, Palesti- a, a, a Palestinian non-Hamas person beheading anyone. Y'all are twisting the narrative, and we know why you're twisting the narrative, because guess what? Now we know that there's oil off the coast of Israel. Mm-hmm. So we know what's next. We have to save we, we, the people. I mean, barrels. We've seen that movie before. And on a side, shut the fuck up. Fuck you, Jordan Peterson, talking about it. Oh, it's a oh, it's a conspiracy from Iraq to turn Arabs against Jewish people. No, no, no. We're not against Jewish people. We are against white people. We don't have time to dice them up into little groups. It's not about Jewish people because Palestinians, because there are Jewish Palestinians. And by the way, we don't talk about this enough. And, this, and Nikki Haley didn't say anything about it, but it, it, I have to reiterate: there are Black Palestinians. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned about them across the diaspora as well. And with the conflicts going on in the Congo and Sudan, I have to say, Nikki Haley in particular, and really the GOP, and really the way the government is handling this narrative and literally twisting the information and the facts. One of these days, and it's not going to be this episode, but we really have to have an honest conversation about how, one, about how 
the, we try to oversimplify conflicts abroad that have conflicts within conflicts because due to decades and sometimes centuries of history and backstory that the west does, that the west usually oversimplifies and tries to cliff notes and not all of it is cliff notable and some of this shit is complicated some of this some of these conflicts i don't think uh israel versus palestine is complicated but it's been complicated in the past and some of these conflicts across uh, across these continents are not black and white the way the western american media particularly the american and british media uh, would try to characterize them and they are complicated but we also have to have a conversation about how more often than not the west specifically america specifically white people have had their hand in complicating it well america but a lot of a lot of britain a lot of I, I, like, I, like like a i said the west that we've had a hand in complicating it and saying you're welcome. Like, and until you can, and until you can fit, until you can fix that wig on your head, and until you can fix your mind to a point where you, we can be honest about these conversations. There's no point in you having an opinion about any of it. And that's really for that entire Republican panel. Honestly, that's for Joe Biden too. He ain't doing much better. But that's a conversation for another day, maybe maybe a Patreon. Until then, Nikki Haley, fix that part in your head and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! My God, I hate that broad. <laughs> Gentlemen, have we done a podcast? I really think we did a fucking podcast tonight. I need a shot. <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus Christ, no. I gotta work out tonight, dog. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Lifting, <laughs> curls, <laughs> reps. Guys, should be eleven o'clock at night. I will say <laughs> eleven o'clock at night right now. Gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for doing this. Thank you so much for doing this on on an evening on a Saturday night when you literally could have been doing anything else. Um, I would have been maybe two of them. Actually, you know what? Never mind. I, yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you for yeah. That. Don't yeah. yeah, dig that hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, Handing both of y'all shovels. Um. Uh, so thank y'all very thank y'all very much as always. Thank you for um, y'all really killed it today. Great pod. Uh, these niggas are working hard, man. Clap for them, white people. Um, they really they they've been pod they've been podding their ass off, man. These are they like they they started out particularly fluent was unsure, um, of what his voice was what his voice would be like, um. The stance, what stances he needed to take, whatever, and he's been, and he's really taken it in stride, and he's picked up a lot. Euphonic has been, you know, Euphonic been doing this. Euphonic is not new to this, but he's definitely stepped it up to the next level as well. I really appreciate y'all. Um, thank you for your hard work and your time and your energy. Um, I, it, it's great to have a, it's great to have a good, competent team, man. Yes, sir. I, from the bottom of my heart, thank y'all. Um. As for you, the you the listener, thank y'all for being here. It's always a pleasure. Y'all know what it is. We're going to be here. Uh, we're going to be here, uh, help each other get through it. 
times are, times are rough. They're not getting any less rough. Uh, we need each other. That's what community looks like, y'all. Um, and that's really it. I don't really have any church announcements. Um, we'll be back next week, um, theoretically, with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Houston's most savage podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, until then, this has been episode 242. 242 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. Your great value, Mr. Feeney. And the fluent one. And as always in parting, titties. Platform white people. Because you got like them like super round titties. See, here he goes. And then you got like those pear-shaped titties. Here he goes. And then sometimes you got the ones that look like avocados because they hard and This small. is where I cut his... Big ass titties.